Hello, this is Patrick, and it's time for Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Brought to you by thepracticalherbalist.com and sponsored by Mountain Rose Herbs, your source for high-quality, organic, bulk herbs, gourmet spices, loose-leaf teas, essential oils, herbal extracts, and natural body care ingredients. Visit them at mountainroseherbs.com. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. The kitchen pantry can be a treasure trove of herbal medicine, even for those of us who don't have access to fancy herbal shops. Today we're talking about the herbs and ingredients you can use at home and on the road for first aid, illness, and healthy living, no matter where you are. Sue, which yes. one's your favorite? All. Oh. Well. you got to pick just one. What's just one? favorite? Absolutely. I have to say garlic. Garlic. That's Absolutely. a good one. That's a good one. What does garlic do? Oh, man. It's one of those one-size-fits-all kind of herbs. Everyone has it, even in just the powdered form. Yes. Yes. It's there for You can find people. it in any... You can even find that. I think I found it in a gas station once. You found garlic in a gas station? Yes, powdered garlic in a little shilling tin. But yeah. Oh, right. The little plastic <laughs> ones? That's yeah. right. Yeah. But that's one of those... It's uh, antimicrobial, mm-hmm. anti-lots of different things, and, and it's very easy to use. Mm-hmm. If it's in the powdered form, then you can turn it into a little mini poultice. You can add it to yeah. something else as well. You can take it internally, obviously. Yeah. You can add it to whatever you're eating. Yep. Soups. Yeah, you can make a little, if you want to do potent ones and people don't like the taste, Mm -hmm. you can wrap it in some of that gummy, nasty white bread and turn it into little pills. So you essentially have garlic pills. Yeah, Yeah, garlic pills. That's very, very simple. And and most people have some kind of object like that around their house. Yeah, when Finnan was, my son was a wee thing, he would get occasionally get a cold or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I made this garlic oil salve. And it, you put it on your chest, and if you put it on for, like, two days, you start to taste garlic. That's oh, how yeah. much it gets into your system. It yeah. just absorbed really well. And, and there's no doubt that it's in your system because you, mm-hmm. you, you radiate the smell. And I know I've mentioned this yeah. before, but my, um, my mom, when I was ill, my, you know, the family was ill, that she would rub raw garlic on our feet and have us wear mm-hmm. socks and go to sleep. Yes, that's And a then really in the morning, psh, you just, yeah. there's... There's no doubt that's in your system. It's on yeah. your breath. It's all over your skin. You take a shower, you still smell it. Yeah, vampires, I've seen them go the other way down the street. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, you know, no Completely. matter where you are, Transylvania even, garlic's a good one. Yep. Yeah, and the um, soaking garlic cloves in vinegar. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had that before. Yeah. Vinegar is a... That would be a good one. That's a nice one. And you can even take that one as a, a vinegar soak is another yeah. way to do that if you don't want to take it internally. Some people, right. they there are people, of course, that are allergic to things in the allium family, and it's probably because of the sulfur in it. Mm. But they can do, uh, like, they can't take it internally, but they I guess it's more of a food insensitivity rather than an allergy because right. they can take it externally. Right. So you can Makes soak sense. the garlic in there and then do a, a hand soak or a foot soak yeah. that foot way, soak and that's pretty really easy. a really good one, especially if you can get, like, a little pumice stone to... Scrape your feet off to braid them a little through. bit, yeah, because uh-huh. it takes off the the dried skin and allows more of the herbs to yeah. absorb in. And you don't have to do a 
straight gar- uh, garlic vinegar. You can dilute it with some water, you mm-hmm. know, nice warm, nice warm, warm water, water, make it comfortable. But yeah, that's a, a fantastic antimicrobial. An it's one. good for the standard stuff that you're not looking for doctors' help with, like a, a cold or a flu or a, mm-hmm. um, just the general sense of the cruds. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we've used it for ear infection in our dogs as well. Right, it's a good antibacterial. Mm-hmm. So whenever my dogs have gotten ear infections, I've typically mixed garlic with. Usually I aim for like at least one anti-yeasty sort of herb, like lavender or podiarco. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have access to fancy herbs, I'd probably go for garlic and, I don't know, maybe a touch of cayenne pepper. But I'd be careful with it and see how they take it right. to deal with your infections. Oh, I just remembered there's a... Uh, I kind of stumbled upon this one talking to a, another herbalist friend of mine. She uh, has this great way of dealing with ear infections by just, you get a little sock, and you put clean, and you put (laughs) salt in it. Okay. And then you're warming it, like in the microwave, Mm -hmm. and you put that warm, salt-filled sock against your ear. So you only have to fill it enough... Yeah, and it's drying. Yeah, to exactly. Dry it, dry it up and draw out the stuff because salt mm-hmm. draws cruddy stuff out. Yep. And people have salt in that's their. An excellent. You know, that's a. Yeah, and any salt would do. You wouldn't have to stick with just sea salt. I mean, kosher or iodized salts, mm-hmm. which are the, the ones you can get from even the gas station yep. usually. Or use it for de icing the driveway mm-hmm. or whatever. Any of those are, are yeah. very simple. And again, it's just warm enough. Now, you don't want it hot. You don't want to burn yourself. Right. But just warm enough that it, you're, it's the size of your ear approximately. And yeah. you're not putting it in your ear, but next to it. And you could stick okay. a garlic clove in there once you put it in the yeah, that microwave. That'd probably yeah. be really good. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it's the kind of um, sock that you're not planning on putting on your foot a second time. Yeah. <laughs> At least not after a heck of a lot of washing. Right. And you could use a kerchief or something like that, but she had said a sock was simple because it's easy to fill. Yeah. Easy to fill and easy to throw into the laundry. Yeah. Patrick's with us today. What is one of your favorite kitchen pantry herbs, Well, that's not fair because I was going to ask you that same question. Oh, no. What's your favorite kitchen herb? That's not not fair. Um, Well, when, when Sue was saying garlic, the first thing that popped in would be um, onion for me, um, mm-hmm. and I don't th- ever think of it as being uh, you know, an herb for medicinal uses. But you know, I mean, I use it so often when we're, when we're ill. Oh gosh, yeah! Every time anybody gets sick in this house, I end up putting in putting together some kind of soup with which has either onions or leeks in it, mm-hmm. right. guaranteed. Yep. And it usually is onions. I use the leeks more when we need to do a fast, or you know, just like in the spring, clear the crud out, kind of reset mm-hmm. my diet. Right after the holidays, I did a leek soup. You it's know, a little it's, softer tasting. Yeah, sure. and it's a diuretic, mm-hmm. so it helps with you know when you've got the bloaty feeling. Leeks right. help with the deal with the helping make things the getting rid of the bloating the what is that called i don't something, even know something <laughs> bloaty like but i know a nice thing about leeks is that flushing like flushing stuff out that's they what grow through the winter you yes. know they can it's if you're using it medicinally it doesn't have to be in the prime right you know just when it's even when it's flowering you can you're still full of all of that sulfur goodness yeah so that's a really nice thing 
And if you don't live in a place that has a fancy grocery that happens to have leeks and you don't have the time or opportunity to grow them, the onions actually do really, really well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just the cheap little yellow onions. You don't have to go for anything fancy like those red onions that cost twice as much. Mm-hmm. Taste quite nice. Or the yep. Vidalias or Walla Walla's. I mean, they're all great. But yep. It's the standard yellow onion. Yeah. yeah. And those are good for a little wound care, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you cut yourself and you put a little onion on it, if you've noticed that in the kitchen before you put a little onion on it, then it helps with the infection. Yeah, it stings, well, though. It does sting. But, yeah. yeah, but you could yeah. be tough. You know, yeah. a good thing that doesn't sting as much is cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. And I have, think it I would. Mean, huh? You'd think it would, but it actually doesn't sting. It does a nice job of stopping bleeding. Yeah, you want to stay, Just keep it out of the mucous membranes. Yeah, don't be wiping your eyes. I've done that. In fact, I just did that like two nights ago after I put some cayenne salve on my neck because my muscles were really tense and sore. Right. It was great. And I, you know, a little half hour later, oh, I had itchy eye. Put my finger right in it. Soap and water break up those. And also I I have a charming little story I may have the good sense not to share with you. Mm -hmm. But the, the moral of the story is if you chop up, um, cayenne or use cayenne wash your hands thoroughly before going to the bathroom oh yeah please don't share the rest that. Of that story <laughs> so that's soap and water again just keep that moral of the lesson and use your imagination the one that I've been using cayenne for for the last four months now and it has worked astoundingly well and I didn't quite believe it but I decided what the hell I'll try it mm-hmm is to prevent flus and colds. So every time somebody's gotten the first sniffles of anything, I've taken out cayenne pepper and stuck it in my herbal tea. And I'm just drinking the, the winter fortification blend off the Not letting that side. steep too, super long, though. Oh, actually? Really? Yeah. Oh, so my tea gets hardcore. really spicy. And, and my son, he just looks at me. He, he tried one sip once, and he's like, oh, my God, you're crazy, Mom. But, <laughs> but, and it does, you know, if I'm starting to get a sore throat or anything, it'll sting a little bit at the back. Mm-hmm. But of all of us, I've had, I've brushed by. The guys have gotten sick a couple times when I managed to just, like, I could tell it was trying to get mm-hmm. in, and I just... Cayenne peppers. Sure. Great circulatory. It works. Yeah. It works. Helps with the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Sore throats. Uh, the Mediterranean herbs are also really great for that. Uh, thyme yes. and oregano and sage. Yes. Those are all really fabulous. People have that in their in their kitchen as yeah. herbals. Yeah, and like thyme is an awesome one. And if you don't want to drink thyme tea, which I understand, mm-hmm. not necessarily want to drink it, you can use them as an herbal steam. Mm-hmm. And most folks will have a towel, a kettle that you can put some water in, and a bowl, right, to be able to make a simple steam. And, that's, and steams work really fast. Yeah. Are we just get define what kind of thyme are we talking about? Are you talking about fresh? Oh no! Oh, dry. I'm talking about from yeah. the little shilling tin, yeah, or the little okay. McCormick's well, because tin. Yeah. I mean, when, that you, will work. when you say yeah. rosemary, thyme, and stuff to me, I'm thinking, you know, the leaves they and the plants and stuff, yeah. and, the leaf, and it's all fresh. Uh huh. And I, that's best if you've got that. But <laughs> many areas, <laughs> in many areas of the country, you know, they've got ultra dry, and then they have it the powdered. So we want to say no to the powdered. Mm. Bake it the dried leaves. If you're using powder in a in a um, steam, I would put it in a piece of cheesecloth or tie it. Like get a coffee filter, a paper coffee filter. Put or your herbs in there, and then rubber band yeah. that closed, and then add your hot water onto that. 
That's another really great way of dealing with that one. The important part for those dried herbs is if you can get any kind of smell out of them at all, then they're still usable. Yeah. If you can't smell anything, they're not going to work real well for a steam. Uh, That's a good tip. I mean, if you can't smell it, there's nothing left there. There's no more phenols. If you can buy Mm -hmm. them in bulk, usually you're going to find that it's a fresher. Yeah, the bulk Mm -hmm. is a better. So if you have access to a grocery store that has bulk spices, chances are you'll have a better chance of having a... Mm-hmm. A better quality dry item than to buy something that's out of the baking aisle in in, a, in one of the racks. Right. right. Yeah. If you're you know going to downtown urban, I don't know Chicago or some other urban center, take care of Granny Weatherwax for three months while she recuperates from her heart surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has not in the clo- in the cabinet. You'll probably be able to find. A decent little grocery store yeah. that'll offer bulk herbs at least. Well, we're finding more and more of these herbs growing in gardens. They're selling time as a steppable, quote unquote, yeah. steppable. Mm-hmm. So even the things that you think you're not going to find, like when we were growing up, people weren't growing thyme as a as a path uh, mending right. herb, but right. now they're doing it. So it's right. easier to find these kind of things. Uh, people are selling varieties of thyme that are very attractive because they have they have lemon thyme or they have sage right. that are that's grown for the floral right for the pretty flowers for the pretty flowers or the variegated foliage sure yeah. exactly but uh, that's yeah you can find all kinds of different things that you normally wouldn't if you were if you had your druthers you wouldn't be right. harvesting that kind of stuff but at this point what we're talking about is you don't have your druthers right exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're looking for the simple, quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Another one of the ones that I like would be apples, plums. Yes. Those are nice, yeah. easy, available almost yes. everywhere, and pretty much year-round. Yeah. I uh, well, I actually have a little owie right now. I, I If I get a little cold or something, or it's one of my lovely allergies, then... I'm blowing my nose, and because I'm not thinking ahead, I'm blowing my nose with paper towels from Ow. gas stations, or Ow. so it's all dry Rough. around the nose, and yeah. then and then to my lip, and then Hello, because I, yeah. I apparently when my sinuses are clogged, my IQ is low, then I'll be biting on it, or and then I end up with a little cut. <laughs> yeah, lovely. That explains it. Yeah, so I always got this little thing, and um, yeah, it's it's adorable, and um, so using a slice of apple to stop it from uh, yeah. bleeding or sense, yeah, yeah to reduce the inflammation those apple slices do a great job of because of, uh, it's so astringent of yeah. closing up the cut so that you don't have a, a problem with it just gushing all over the place and with little kids apple slices are really apple great for slices. split lips yeah excellent for smaller mm-hmm. children yeah younger folk they, and those who can't tolerate things like black tea Right, and it's it's the nice thing about apples; it's already cold. Yes, so you're putting something cold yeah. there already, and yeah. and apple, um, the pectin is in surgical bandages, mm-hmm. so you've got lots of different things there. And applesauce, of course, is really good for an upset stomach. Right, yep. but plums you've got on that list too. Plums, yeah, plums and prunes. Usually, and prunes. finding mm-hmm. prunes isn't that hard. Most places have prunes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of those common good anti-constipation herbs yeah and, and applesauce is a good anti-constipation yeah. herb even the ones with a lot of sugar in it right it's not preferred but that's you can find those that's in a gas worst. station yep yeah, yeah you can so those are good for cuts and that sort of thing but they're also good for digestive issues mm-hmm. which yeah. you know especially if you're 
going to take care of someone or you're on vacation and you're not eating your normal diet, Mm -hmm. it's real easy to run into digestive troubles. Yeah. Yeah. And you had mentioned the black tea Mm -hmm. as well as something that's an astringent that is very simple to it already comes in a bag. So mm-hmm. all you have to do is warm it up enough that it'll start to diffuse the black tea and put that on an owie to help draw. You know, as if you'd go to the hospital, they would put saline in there, which will take the stuff out of there. Right. You know, you don't have yarrow available to you, but you do have uh, either witch hazel, which is a common yep. um, herb that you would find in the, uh, just an astringent yeah, for shaking the stuff that out, in the cleaning beauty. out a wound. Yeah, witch hazel extracts are usually found in, like, first aid or beauty supply section yep. of your, most of your drugstores and yep. a lot of groceries will have them too mm-hmm. and black tea is great for um, minor burns yep. putting a black tea bag on a minor burn of course you wouldn't want to put a hot black right <laughs> but, you, you want to cool that off yeah right? i want to right. cool that off and put that on there right quick i'm um, just getting it you know warm uh put enough water on there that it'll start bleeding like the Lipton is really nice because it's chopped up so fine that it will it will start leaching out you know even in really fairly cold water water, yeah Yeah, which is great Uh, I know that um, some of the other things that people have used uh, yogurt for upset mm-hmm. stomachs uh, as well as of course we mentioned the applesauce uh, we got to talk about the ginger root the ginger root and, and some of the bitters too ginger root is available everywhere yes whether it it's is. dried or fresh mm-hmm. and it works really well great for nausea mm-hmm. fantastic for nausea or just morning sickness or mm-hmm. or too many meat and potato meals right excellent right. yeah <laughs> excellent to counteract the poor diet on That's vacation and whatnot and even just a, a regular bitter to if someone has a slow digestion, like because if you had a really heavy fat meal, right. so your um, gallbladder, your pancreas isn't quite working the, the way it should, and you've got an upset stomach from that, then ginger or one, even lettuce, something mm-hmm. as a bitter like that. Yeah, what are the bitters? What exactly? Do uh, pars- parsley is one of them. You know, nice. people have that as a garnish, and it's uh, used as a garnish because it's, you're supposed to take it in order to stimulate your digestion, help you digest that hardcore meal that you just had. And so initially you're supposed to eat it ahead of time. So all the they do, like they have the curly parsley, or sometimes there's radicchio, I think. Yeah. Kale, all right. of those. Right, those are bitters. all bitters. So you're so supposed should to take, eating those. You take a little bit of it, and then that stimulates your digestion so you can savor your meal more, your gastric juices start flowing, it's easier to digest. And you notice in an Indian restaurant, they'll have a little bowl of fennel seed, and that's an after Right. As you leave, you'll have a little bit of fennel seed to help you digest some of those things. So it's either yeah. before or after. I prefer it before, but whenever whenever you can. Uh, another digestive herb is, of course, bananas. Yeah, there's a thing about bananas, isn't there? There's a thing about bananas. Bananas are really great if you have diarrhea. Yes. And would- you want a ripe banana for diarrhea. If you have constipation, then you eat it when it's still green. And most people are eating the... One when it's mushy, but and bananas even in the banana bread, you know you've got cinnamon, you've got ginger, you've got yeah. all these things that are really good for circulation. People that have uh, blood sugar problems, cinnamon, just a cinnamon, cinnamon stick, yes. chewing on that, it's really great for stabilizing blood sugar. Mm-hmm. It's really great just to uh, oh, it's uh, good for covering foul breath. <laughs> 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 That's a nice thing to know. Yeah. Uh, nutmeg and clove. Those are also really good, calming, yet good, um, good for the stomach. 
And with clove, just a tiny little bit is all you need. Yeah, like a really. single clove yeah. really will do it. Exactly. Using how little you can buy with. Yeah, and you're a fan of using roses. Yeah, we use roses mostly for the vitamin C. We use the rose hips. Mm-hmm. And then the petals, I just use them because I like them in tea. Yeah, yeah, and that's another really high astringent. Right. So even if you can't... It, when, Epsom salts are something that they have around a lot and that's really good for people use a lot for diarrhea or they have that on the package but people that aren't willing to do a soak and some of these other things that we mentioned they would be willing to do a rose petal soak and that's Um, astringent so again for a good wound or you know calming sometimes people just need to calm down and roses are really good for that Sue, we're almost out of time here, but I know you had a really good tincturing tip for dandelions and rose hips and ginger and other similar ones. What is that? If you feel that you really need a tincture, there's a simple way and a very fast way to make a quick cheat tincture. Take some white wine, put your herb in it, whatever that might be, like from your list, like the dandelion or what have you. Make sure it's nice and clean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then put it in the white wine. Stir it around, stick it in the freezer. Once it's frozen, well, it's not going to be completely frozen, but it'll get slushy. Take it out, let it thaw, because the freezing will open up the cell walls. Then strain it out, just in a coffee filter is fine, and you've got a quick, easy-to-take nice. tincture. Very simple. Just you, a few hours, You can do all. that in a plastic container as long sure. as you take the lid off of it just so there's expansion space. And label it. Please label it. Yes. Yeah. Well, in my house, I forget all the time. Yeah. Sad. Are you, you are you skimming off the ice on that? Because I was listening to your defrost it. You're defrosting. So you put it in the freezer. Right. It gets slushy. Yeah. Take it out. Let it defrost a little bit. So that it becomes all it liquid becomes, again. Yeah, it becomes liquid again. Okay. And then you're pouring it out. You're you're straining it out. Okay. So, so you're it. so you're not skimming the ice off. No, no, no. It's okay. not like Applejack. No. Yeah. Well, that's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked you that earlier before the show, and you made it sound like, oh yeah, you take the ice off. Oh yeah. Well, you're melting. You're letting it melt. Oh, and yeah, as it's melting, it's breaking down those cell walls. Oh, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a difference between skimming ice off and leaving. You know, fluid you know, yeah. versus not. And that's what I wanted to yeah. clarification. Yeah, for those right. of you that are Applejack fans, this is not that. So oh, for more information, links, and resources we mentioned on this program, check out our show notes on therealherbalismradio.com. You can find recipes, how-tos, and more detailed information on topics that we discussed on thepracticalherbalist.com. Now it's time for Herbalism and Homesteading News. As is often the case here at The Practical Herbalist, Sue, Patrick, and I have a short discussion before we start recording our Herbs in the News segment so we can get a handle on what direction we believe we want to go for the news article discussion. Today, we ended up talking about an article that was published by AsianScientist.com. The name of the article is Who's the Fairest of Them All by David Tan. And it's a discussion about, or an article on skin whitening. In in talking about what we wanted to talk about, we ended up actually having the discussion we wanted to record. So Patrick hit the record button, and away we went. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening in to our pre-discussion discussion. It's a that's why I like put the preface out there of here you go. Here's the conversation, and it's thorny and slippery, and has all these nasty connotations. Are we? Re- I'm recording. Okay. Yeah, we're but, just going to record. But, I mean, do, do you have an intro that you want to do or not? I don't have a specific intro. 
I'm not. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this from a specifically an herbal perspective. Mm-hmm. I can very much understand wanting to change how you look. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a tiny woman. Mm-hmm. My family, the women, are all small, and I'm really big. Mm-hmm. I have broad shoulders that are the size of my man's. Well, my my father's. I'm I'm a man sized woman. Mm-hmm. I weigh over 200 pounds, and I'm not fat. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm big, right? And there have been many times where I felt extreme frustration about the fact that, you know, I had to be in in school. I always had to be the boy when we did dance class because there weren't other girls of my size. Right. So I got stuck playing the boy part. And my daughter had the same problem. She was she in the plays. They cast her in the male role because she was close to six feet tall. So clearly she couldn't play a female. Women don't come the way my daughter (laughs) came, right? Exactly. So I understand that wanting to be something other than you are. But does the herbal industry... See, you you and I also have a problem with the herbal industry feeding into that weight thing, too. Right, right. And we we call that out. Yeah, and I do have a hard time with a lot of emphasis on herbals or any other ways to make yourself a skinny person. Mm -hmm. I'm not a skinny person. I'm never going to be a skinny person. And to be all honest, I don't want to be small. I don't want to have to get up on a chair so I can get the top two shelves in my pantry. Right. I don't want to worry about whether, I mean, men aren't going to attack me because I'm going to kick their butts. Mm -hmm. I'm as big as they are. Mm -hmm. I like that. You know, I'm not going to take herbs to be skinny. I I don't know that I'd want to take herbs to change my skin color either. Well, that's that's where this conversation started and why we don't have an official intro just yet because we started talking about it. We didn't figure out how we could wrap our heads around using herbs and herbalism for promotion to change skin color and what they've been doing in Asia specifically uh, Sue you mentioned Japan Japan Mm -hmm. say it to the listeners what you were you were following up in in Japan um, you don't want to look like a southern Japanese person because they have dark skin so that's considered the the servant classes the peasant classes what have you you want to look like a northern Japanese person who is very white skinned mm-hmm. so people it's it's a big seller you take these skin whitening creams and you change your skin so that it makes your skin thinner mm-hmm. so that you look paler than you're naturally supposed to be right so that it's and it makes Michael Jackson effect. right and the Michael Jackson effect which is another conversation but with this one it's the difference between getting a job or not getting a job right. if you go in for a, a corporate job and you've got a dark skin then you're not going to get the job you've got someone who's equally qualified who would be you know the same sex as you everything else across the board but your skin is darker you won't get that job yeah and i have a feeling that many people who don't have white skin like mine would say that that's not just japan oh no it's not it, it's in india it's a huge seller in india as all well across it's america as well big time in america and we've seen that you're absolutely right i mean i was just looking at a piece online about an african-american woman who she was talking about how dark-skinned she was and how she's been trying forever to lighten her skin but it's never permanent what can she do to permanently lighten her skin right and i understand financial impact well and i understand wanting to be something else and i don't because i don't get i'm a white woman i don't get Mm -hmm. treated badly because of my race so i can't really entirely relate 
to what it's like to be a race who's got darker skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really just don't know. Who gets that constant, insipid racism. Right. But I do yeah. know what it's like to be treated like not a woman because mm-hmm. of my size. Sure. And how frustrating that is. So I can understand wanting to find ways to lighten your skin. And if you're going to do it, and you can do it with an herbal instead mm-hmm. of with a chemical, it's probably going to be generally yeah. healthier. But should we, as spokespeople for the herbal industry, say, oh, yeah, it's it's so much better to use an herb? Or should we say, look at more of the root cause and say, you know, I know that there are good reasons to want to lighten your skin if you have beauty marks or birthmarks or something that's a problem like that, I understand. But to buy in and say, now I'm going to sell using racism as my car f- card for marketing. Is that right. really Really, do we really want to stand for that? Or can we as herbalists stand up and say, look, this is a fundamental problem and I don't want to participate in that problem. I want to solve that problem. I want to celebrate what people look like and I want to Mm -hmm. celebrate health. That's what we originally went into herbalism for, is for health. So the mental health part of it is an equal part of it. Right. So when you see people that, or you are a person with with diversity of of, uh, background, that's that's wonderful and that's a strength and i just don't think marketing on the racism card is acceptable and i right I, it makes me bristle just like marketing on the yeah. oh you're too fat yeah. you know <laughs> or are you too skinny or you look like you might be over 20 right you know well i've got an herb for you that's kind of dr ozzy isn't it <laughs> you know I'm, i mean I'm, dr oz has got some wonderful things but Marketing to people's, yeah, <laughs> but marketing yeah. to people's insecurities, yeah. There's big money in it, billions and billions of dollars. I'm just not on board with it. Well, what came first, the insecurity or the or the market? Yeah, I know. I mean, racism been around for centuries, right? And the, no, and the desire for certain traits has always been part of our makeup. Sure. So mm-hmm. if if this is going to happen, which I don't think we can go up against some cultural. Sh- things here mm-hmm. so if it's going to happen then do we want to be proponents of saying well at least try to do it naturally and not <laughs> do it with you know peels and acid washes and you know stuff that's really horrible for you right. or do it at least try to find products that are going to be you know not cause cancer and have yeah. long-term effects or, yeah or encourage know. people please go and get some therapy you know i mean do something to make yourself feel you know good. That's, that's so hard we come from a situation area where you know mm-hmm. our little corner of the world might be a little more liberal about that but you know, I'm sure that this this lady that you mentioned, I'm sure that she feels that you're given the choice of being equally qualified for a job, for instance, and one person's a little lighter, and they always get the job. I mean, mm-hmm. She's going to try to find anything she can. I understand that to, to move her beyond that. So, so if, if there's not a natural solution for her, mm-hmm. right. she's going to she's going to find whatever that solution yeah. is. So, to be honest, it reminds me of the anti-abortion you know, time back in the what was it the 40s and 50s when. Abortions were outlawed pretty much everywhere, so women who needed them would go to the, what do they call them, the kitchen butchers or back, something like that? Back, back alleys. alleys. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that sort of thing where by saying, oh, this is awful, we can't do this, what you end up doing is driving people to do things that are far more dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so. You put it underground. So as herbalists, we can't, I don't feel like it's really. It's not acceptable to not share the information and say this is how you can lighten your skin if that's what you want to do. And I wasn't trying to say that. No. There, there is a place for things that alter skin tone. For instance, mm-hmm. for uh, there's things out there where you can get a tattoo 
to make your burn marks look darker. Right. But you I know, mean, that's skin altering you know, stuff, I understand. Or like I said, with the birthmarks or whatever. It's There's some self-esteem right. issues in there. and But I don't think that just putting a cream on solves your problem. You know, I think that there's a lot of different things you can say. Okay, the, the fact of the matter is, is there's racism out there and I'm fi- fi- fighting it all the time. So now I need to, because I'm aware of it, instead of just putting cream on it and it's over, I can fortify the activism movement or I can stand up for racism when I see it or I can you know I can go and try to find the piece in me that might be missing when which I I don't accept myself you know we have this very judgmental culture in which we look in the mirror and whatever we see is never good enough and that's just gotta stop and I don't know there's no pill for that there's no herb for that (laughs) that's just that's just constant work not only in ourselves but on our culture and that is not easy and oftentimes even you know taking the whatever the cream or whatever to change your skin tone or change something it, not all it doesn't always work but what it does do is it mentally shifts you so you believe it and then mm. suddenly you might feel better about it and then that try, mm. that um, uh, your appearance of that the way that you hold yourself is that it's like wearing really nice clothes when you're doing things and, Car, and dressing right. well in my case mm-hmm. going to a, a, a clothing store like Chico's which is often outrageously expensive but you know what I wear I wear size three. I haven't worn a size three in any other store since I was about ten years old, mm. and that was a woman's size three. And I wasn't going to the women's sections then, but you know, it just makes you feel better because so. that number says three and not twenty-three. Mm-hmm. I feel better about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, ridiculous, but you know, maybe you know. it's just not. Again, the core issue you're talking about to exist. It's just. Bigger than it's huge. It's huge. I yeah, don't know yeah. how you even. It's like water. You know, a drop of water in a in a reservoir. How do you even affect it? Yeah. You know. So. So I don't we, know how to encapsulate this. I mean, right. we started off with this news article called. Um, it was from a skinlightningcream.com company where they're talking about herbals for skin lightening. Mm-hmm. And we we got there after reading the asianscientist.com article by David Tan from September of 2012 right. about skin lightening creams. And, yeah. You know, and then we in the, the article you mentioned with the um, African woman was, was from realself.com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we've got these articles, but none of them are, they're all... It's such a broad problem. It is a broad problem. And the way that it was uh, brought up to me personally is a uh, herbalist friend, herbalist ally up in Seattle who goes to NCNM and she works in a a free herbal clinic up there. Mm -hmm. So we have an obvious exchange since that's something that I do as well. She sent out a picture of skin herbal skin whitening cream and she's she's an african-american woman okay. and she put that article out there and uh, the picture and said what the heck is this she was very outraged she used different right. terms but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's this is this real it was her right. first encounter right. with that kind of thing and she was she was so angry that she was i'm not buying anything from that company right you know they're they're buying into like i said they're playing the mm-hmm. race card right and i am not okay with that and there was this mm-hmm. huge conversation about it, you know, some of it echoing exactly what we just talked about mm-hmm. here. But, yeah, can can we continue this conversation on the greater sphere? That's what's right. healing, is to continue talking about it and the ramifications, which are vast. Right, right. That's how you, that's how you change things. That's civil rights. You keep that conversation going. What does that really mean? And then, organically, the changes start to happen. 
Herbalism 101. This is part of the show where Sue and Candace answer a listener question or teach you about an herbal definition or term covering basic to advanced herbal knowledge. If you would like the dirt on herbs, herbalism, or anything else related, you can send your question using our simple contact form at realherbalismradio.com slash herbalism101. If we choose your question for the show, we will send you a free PDF ebook, Natural Nutrition by the Practical Herbalist, currently available for $4.99 at the Practical Herbalist store. Here's Candace and Sue to discuss this show's Herbalism 101 topic. Sue, it's time for Herbal 101, and... The question I have for you today is about astringents. Mm-hmm. It's one of those words that shows up in all the beauty literature. Yep. It's a very common herbalist term. Yeah. What does it really mean, and what does it really do, and why would you want that on your face? Indeed. Well, a, a stringent is just a compound that causes puckering or shrinking or constriction of bodily tissues. And one of the reasons why people use it in the beauty world, for example, facial astringents, is because it takes some of the junk that's in your pores out. Right. And people use it medically if you have a wound and you want to make sure it's a clean wound. So people will mm-hmm. put um, saline or witch hazel or something kind of like a chamomile lotion. Or chamomile. Calamine lotion is an astringent. Okay. And it's, it takes out the uh, oil that you have with poison oak or poison ivy or poison sumac. Sure. So it shrinks the tissues and and forces out the unwanted debris. All right. So the part of the reason why people with dry skin don't want to use an astringent on dry skin or the dry skin areas Mm -hmm. is because it would remove oils. Correct. And if your skin's already dry, that's problematic, which will cause the, the... skin to you know get dead and then flake off sooner and expose the younger skin which compounds the problem Mm -hmm. right and a lot of times you'll see also in the literature they'll talk about tannins Mm -hmm. and they'll talk about the astringency of those tannins black tea is very stringent you can taste that in your mouth so they're people that have um, a white tongue or they have um, a lot of problems with coffee breath or something like that they'll take an astringent Mm -hmm. and they'll either gargle with it or they'll sip it like with the black tea for example or sage tea in order to shrink those glands inside and the body tissue inside to kind of force out the toxins that are causing that odor or or making your throat very sore makes sense well thank you very much sue Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to real herbals and radio your hosts have been candace hunter and sue sierra lupe to find more information and recipes from today's show or to leave a comment or suggestion visit us online at realherbalismradio.com if you're feeling social, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thepracticalherbalist. Don't forget to look up our ebooks and herbal folios at amazon.com. Use the search terms practical herbalist. This show has been sponsored by Mountain Rose Herbs, purveyors of high quality organic bulk herbs, gourmet spices, loose leaf teas, essential oils, herbal extracts, and natural body care ingredients. You can visit them at mountainroseherbs.com. If you'd like to sponsor Real Herbalism Radio, just contact us through our website at realherbalismradio.com slash contact. Until next time, this is Patrick with Real Herbalism Radio and The Practical Herbalist.